Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined today by Russell Quirk. Um, Russell, you are the ex-boss of eMove, and now you're in Property PR, and always on Property Industry Eye, uh, giving some excellent feedback. Um, I want to ask you this question. Um, a recent report chucked out by 20CI said that the online market share for the estate agents in the UK has dropped from 8% in 2020 to 6.7% in 2021. Um, is this a slow death? Talk to me. So, uh, I think it is uh, pretty obvious that online agents are never going to get above 10% market share. Um, obviously, that I was one of the enthusiasts, if you like, right at the beginning of the whole online estate agency thing, where yeah, I truly believed, as did, I'm sure, the guys at House Network, you know, Mark Reddings and Graham Locke and Adam Day at Hatched and so on, that this this thing would be uh, of such a size as to really kind of succeed uh, and, and threaten high street agents. So I, I genuinely believe that um, back in 2009, 2010, which is kind of why I suppose it's seen that I kind of went to war with high street agents, I suppose. And we can kind of come back to that if you want, because that, that was all part of the PR effort, really, to mm. kind of, you know, make sure that we were seen to be uh, capable of competing with the traditional guys. So, um, but I think what's been evident since kind of purple bricks have been on the wane, uh, since a whole load of online businesses, so House Network, Hatched, um, you know, eMove, of course, and several others have fallen by the wayside, despite all of the money that has been spent on online estate agency marketing, I mean, we're talking now hundreds of millions of pounds have been raised and deployed and spent, um, that the market share has only ever got to about 8%. As you say, it's now dropped back to about 6 And in effect, all it's really done is to replace the private sale segment of estate agency, which has always been about 5 or 6% anyway. So do I think it continues to grow? No. Uh, I don't see how it possibly can. You, you certainly can't spend any more money promoting it. Is the model flawed or do you think their marketing was flawed? No, I think the marketing was excellent. I think Purple Bricks were, I know, I know it was chastised at the time what Michael and Kenny did, you know, the two brothers, which wasn't really Michael and Kenny, of course. I thought that was very good, very clever marketing. Um, but I think the model is flawed. And look, I can say this now in hindsight, Obviously, I didn't believe it to be the case back in 2009-10. But when you can look back with the benefit of hindsight, it appears that there, there were kind of two fundamental issues with online estate agency. One was that whilst at first there was only Adam, Mark, and uh, Michael, and uh, Michael, Mark, and Graham, and myself, kind of as the three ferrets in the sack fighting, all of a sudden there were purple bricks and you know, uh, how simple and 99 home and doorsteps and goodness knows whoever, I mean, 55, I think at one point I counted, that then were all vying for the same customer effectively. And they'd all raise money. They were all spending loads of money on marketing. So that, that, that got too busy effectively. So that the sector got too busy simply to be able to sustain all of those businesses. But in terms of the model, what I think has happened is that I mean, look, the high street estate agent has won. And the reason they've won, actually, although that's a big positive, it's not because the high street estate agents are necessarily good and tip-top at what they do. It's because the customer, the consumer paying the fee, is very suspicious of a fee that's too cheap. 
So you, you, you get this psychological thing, I think, with consumers, not just in estate agencies, but wherever they're buying, where if something looks like it's too good to be true and too cheap, then it's met with suspicion and therefore those consumers don't engage. And you can say the same with restaurant meals, cars, holidays. You know, no one wants to kind of invest in something that's too cheap and therefore is likely to go wrong. And I think what we as online agents really underestimated, really grossly underestimated, was the fact that this is not just a, this is not a product at all, what we're selling. Of course, it's a service, but it's a service that's protracted. So not only are you employed, engaged by the consumer to have skill and professionalism, which is clearly important, but it's a relationship that lasts for potentially six months. So if it's too cheap, the consumer thinks, well, hang on, you might not sell my property. If you do, you might not get me the best price. The price that you're offering me at a third of the high street sounds too good to be true. Therefore, I'm probably not going to get the service. And because it's the most precious asset that I've ever been involved with on a sale basis, says the consumer, consequently, no, I'd rather, I'd rather pay a standard fee. And then herein lies the other thing to the advantage of high street agents is, of course, the seller never has to write out a cheque because the commission comes out the proceeds of sale from the profit, if you like. And, and, and that was a, a grossly underestimated accidental advantage that high street agents have and will always have. Do you think if online estate agents actually charged a still a lowish fee compared to high street, they could have done better? Um, no, because I, I think that the, the, the percentage fee gives a whole measure of comfort for the seller. So, you know, first of all, actually 1% sounds really cheap, doesn't it? A lot of people don't immediately compute, particularly if it's 1.25% of 370K plus VAT. You know, what's that? It's really hard to kind of instantly work out for anybody to do that. So one and a quarter percent just said in the living room sounds very cheap. So there's that psychological advantage. Um, but then also the, the fact that it's paid, as I say, at the end, and it's paid on a performance basis because, of course, the perception is that the seller do you really will think, do okay do you because really think they're char being charged commensurate with the agent earning more if they get a higher price. Do you really think uh, homeowners think that way or do they just ring up the first three estate agents that come into their head and they choose the one they like the most on the sofa? Well, it seems that all of the surveys that we see, and, of course, they're thrown at us every now and again, the data, would suggest that fee as in the absolute fee, is not the number one thing that sellers yep. look, um, look out for. Yeah, I think 17, two reports recently, one by Akaboom and one by Property Academy, said only 17% of people said fee was the most important thing. Yeah. But then it's all being called out to the valuation when you're making the choice. Mm. Surely the issue is it's being called out to the valuation by High Street or online, and they just didn't do a good enough job, yeah. apart from Bevel Bricks. But, yeah, so but the, my point is about the marketing. If you're being kind of reactive, I suppose, and you're just going out and advertising to people that might have a house to sell, you're only ever advertising to 6% of the population mm. because only about 6% of people list their home for sale every year. So 94% of your marketing budget is wasted. You just don't know which 94%, right? So, so the, perhaps the way forward, and this is not just for online agents, but for any agent, whether high street or otherwise, you've got to go out and grab the business. You know, th this, this way of the, the UK estate agency sector, very differently to, let's say, the Australian business or um, the way that things are done in the US, this kind of attitude, which is, look, we're just going to sit there, we're going to do a bit of marketing, whether it's leaflets, TV or whatever, at whatever level, and we're just going to wait for the phone to mm. ring and then pick off those leads that land in our laps. 
that is not sustainable. Um, you know, that's high street and online. Yeah, no, exactly. It? Yeah. So, so you know, could online agents have been a bit more proactive? Yeah, possibly. But then I throw that back at high street agents. You know, why, why are they not being more proactive? Why are they not nurturing their clients from six, seven, eight years ago? Because most of them aren't. Why are they not door knocking? Why they're not leafleting? Why are they not going out into Facebook community pages and answering consumer questions when it comes to things around the property? Do you they're think just simply not doing that? Do you think any agent, whether you're online or high street, did all those things that would be more successful? Yes, of course. Because you're, you're going out and grabbing clients rather than waiting to come to you. But because nobody else is really doing it, you know, you, you've got a captive market, a captive audience. So why do you think agents aren't very good at nurturing, you know, you know, 50% of house sales in the last 12 months have only been in the house six years and 18 weeks? Yeah. You know, that, those are the stats. Mm -hmm. um, but, you, but only one in eight people go back to the original agent they bought their house on. Yeah, it doesn't say a lot for the service that seems to have been provided no. by that agent, does it? Well, There's no loyalty, right? Well, they went into witness protection you know, because the estate agent's always wanting the next valuation and the next listing, yeah, not yeah. looking after the ones they've got. Yeah, so I, I think we've probably been spoiled as an industry by a market that's generally been quite liquid. So, you know, a million transactions a year, load more in 2021, actually. So 2021 obviously saw uh, a big spike over and above that. Um, and uh, it's, it's also, I think, true to say that we've been spoiled by rising house prices. So when you are on a percentage and house prices have gone up 10%, if your percentage stays yeah. the same, obviously your revenues just increased by 10%. That, that almost spoon feeding of the industry has meant that there hasn't really been a need, I don't think, for companies to think more proactively about how they market. You know, when you mention those two words that I just did, door knocking, that fills most agents mm. with horror. Because they fear the rejection. Yeah, but I can tell you something, it works. Of course it works. Yeah. And I don't just mean door knocking on other agents' stock, just door knocking generally, you know, uh, and, and building a, a kind of a, a brand, and I know we'll talk about personal brand in a minute, but building traction and awareness in a very local market. When I say a very local market, I don't mean, you know, where we are today, Grantham, I mean within, you know, a space that's covered by 20 streets. Mini housing state or development or yeah, something. Yeah. So build your reputation, become absolutely known, become the expert, you will excel and succeed. So really the original question was online agents market share is dropping. It doesn't really matter whether you're online or high street, it's all about the marketing you do before the house people want to put the house on the market to be more successful. And just yeah. you've learnt throwing money at TV adverts and lots of other adverts, cost of acquisitions too expensive. Well, and it's just too vague. You know, I, I remember uh, in whatever it was, the end of 2017, I think, that there were at least four online agents on TV. And when I say on TV at the same time, literally in the same advert break. So there was, you know, eMove, then House Network, uh, and then how simple as it was, and Purple Bricks, literally within the same program. So you had all of this kind of, um, this blurring of who was who, all this misattribution. That, that couldn't possibly be sustained. It, it was ridiculously expensive. You know, TV's great as a brand building thing, and I think, as I say, Purple Bricks have done that very, very well. But, you know, is it, you know, is it sustainable? Uh, and, and actually, is it something that most agents can do from a viability perspective? No, probably not, but nor do they need to, frankly. Thank you for your insight. Let's do some other topics, uh, including talk about strike, personal um, branding, and also the self-employed model. Thank you very much.